Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for the bigger picture with Ryan Huang. And Ryan, front page of the Straits Times talks about the start of the party congress in China, the China Congress. Some of the key takeaways from the two hour speech, uh, President Xi placing the focus firmly on China's security, talking about Taiwan's independence and how it's a matter for the Chinese people. Economic development is a top priority. And I like this one. He vows for China to be technologically self-sufficient. What are you looking out at? Yeah, so we will be trying to unpack that and what that means for markets. And of course, the Congress gets underway and will be a week long. And also, lots to chew on as you look at what's happening in the UK. You've got a finance minister there being sacked. And also, in the week ahead, you've got data come out from China again. And earnings continue to roll out from the US. Let's check in with Azim Sharif. He is the markets analyst for CMC Markets, APAC and Canada. Morning, Azim. Good morning, Ryan. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Azim. I hope you are doing well as well. And let's check in with you on what's happening in China. So looking at what we've been getting through the headlines, it doesn't seem like we've gotten any bombshells. What's your takeaways from the Congress so far? Yeah, look, I think yourself and uh, and Elliot basically summarized it right there. You know, So the key takeaways is... I guess, you know, around the semiconductor space, we saw the news come out of the U.S. where they, I guess, they initiated some regulation where they're limiting the amount of U.S. tech going to China because they have fears, you know, the Chinese may use it for uh, upgrading their military Mm -hmm. weapons, et cetera, et cetera. So they put that limitations in where you have to get a license or the U.S. company or the Chinese company has to get a license. So that's top of the... uh, I guess, uh, agenda as well. But as you mentioned as well, you know, just around the zero COVID policy, it doesn't look like President Xi has changed his mind around that. It looks like they will still be sticking to that zero COVID policy, which is definitely going to dampen that Chinese economy or the growth uh, of the economy. Uh, you know, and as you mentioned, we, we do have some numbers coming out of China. We got GDP coming out on Tuesday. That's expected to significantly slow down again because trade hasn't been up to scratch again because of zero COVID policy. We saw some data coming out of Shanghai saying that they, you know, they're getting a few cases. Although I did see this morning that there are zero cases in Shanghai, so it looks a bit of uh, looks quite positive there. Um, and we've also got retail sales coming out of China, so again, quite interesting to see what happens. You know, expected to increase over the third straight month, so that'll be quite interesting. And and you know, the, the more important thing as well, you know, they they spoke about Taiwan and the reunification of it, um, but it it sounded like President Xi also mentioned that they will never promise to renounce the use mm. of force, but they do reserve the option of taking all measures necessary. So it's a bit of a, a mixed meaning over there. So I guess we'll just have to see what happens uh, from the Chinese Congress Party. But as you said, it will continue uh, for the rest of this week as well. Yeah, we'll also see if he is due for a third term, President Xi Jinping. Uh, also, what's been playing out over the weekend is the various issues in the UK. So you've got over the weekend, Prime Minister Liz Truss sacking her finance minister, Kwasi Kwarteng, and he will be replaced by Jeremy Hunt. And of course, this is in view of how there's been so much controversy around the various policies, especially around corporate tax. So that's going back up again. And if Goldman Sachs now downgrading the outgrowth outlook for the UK, and they are expecting a more significant recession. What's your take on what's playing out in the UK, Azim, and where will this land upon? <laughs> This is, the oh, UK is always interesting. You, you, the moment you hear one day, the you know people are upgrading the CPI, 
uh, inflation numbers and the next day they're downgrading the you know GDP numbers as well. So it's, it's mixed. And look, you know, anything with the UK, it's, you always got to take it with a grain of salt. We don't know what's coming up. But as you, Ryan, as you said rightly, so, you know, the Chancellor uh, Quarteng just got sacked basically mm-hmm. because of obviously his plan for the mini budget um, went yeah. off the scratch and were obviously causing a lot of issues in the in the bond market as well. Um, now, in terms of that, you know, so as you mentioned, that there is a bit of a U-turn, as, as, as we're seeing in the headlines, that now it seems that one of the major pillars of the budget, the cutting corporation tax, will be reversed. And we're hoping so that Jeremy Hunt, who's the new chancellor, they will, or he will, sorry, you know, uh, start to get that moving along. And, and hopefully, it sounds like from what I'm seeing on the news, he is taking a bit of a, an opposing view in terms of what has been discussed, which is, I guess, positive for the economy, UK economy. Um, but we'll just have to see how he plans to initiate and, and action those plans. And look, Quateng was basically out after six weeks of being in the job. You know, he flew back from the US um, after an urgent IMF meeting, came back. And I even saw on our Bloomberg terminal, there's a lot of heat on potentially even trust being ousted mm. out of her prime PM role. So that'll be very interesting to see what happens, you know, in terms of the, again, there's a lot of political instability and that's obviously causing a lot of tension in the economy because, you know, we want a bit of stability when it comes to the UK being one of the most developed countries in the, in the world. And if there's instability in developed country, then it goes to show that there could be a lot more chaos that comes about. But we are seeing the pound sort of relatively holding stable um, despite all that tension. So that's, I guess, a positive. Um, but we will just have to see what happens, you know, in terms of how Jeremy Hunt starts to implement those uh, those reversals in the, in the corporation tax um, yeah. part of the budget. Lots of twists and turns to look out for from the UK. And just to wrap things up, Azim, we've got the earnings continuing to ramp up and you've got a couple of big names out this week. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, look, two of the most traded stocks, you know, let's start off with the big monster of the of the week. We've got Tesla coming out on the 19th. So, look, Tesla is, uh, again, you know, if we look at the chart, it, it is, has been getting a bit of a hit, but there has been a lot of positivity coming out of Tesla's sales in China. It, it sounds like, you know, the, um, the sales in Shanghai, or at least on the factory in Shanghai, have increased you know, even though China has an uncertain economic situation, but it's hit record levels in Shanghai after its uh, factory upgrade. So that's some positivity coming out of Tesla. And again, you know, hopefully that'll flow on through to its earnings guidance. And, and I guess what a lot of people, a lot of investors will be keeping an eye on is how Musk or if not the, the rest of the C-suite staff members discuss how they're looking to navigate through the challenges that they face, you know, and especially in Q4 and next year. You know, the forward guidance is the most important when it comes to earnings and a lot of investors will be looking to see how Tesla plan to navigate through that challenging environment and that'll obviously provide a bit of support possibly to the um, uh, to the stock, but we'll have to see. And Netflix is very much on the same thing. Uh, it's been on a bit of a downtrend, but it has recently announced its launch of a new ad-supported mm. basic plan, so they're now looking to implement ads into their uh, into their service, which, you know, no one really, you know, watch your viewers of, of uh, you know, cable TV or streaming don't really like ads. But again, when it comes from a, a shareholder perspective, you know, it's all about profit. It's all about making money. It's all about adding, you know, money, um, adding to that bottom line. Uh, that'll obviously provide a bit of positivity. And again, similar rhetoric with Tesla. It'll be interesting to see how Netflix, uh, I guess, suggest how they're looking to navigate through this challenging environment and what plans they do have given that they have such a large target audience as well 
um, to add on to that bottom line and, and you know put, potentially look to expand their services now that they're, they're talking about gaming as well. So it will be interesting to see what comes out of the Netflix um, earnings. All right, earnings down the road to watch out for. Umichani Azim Sharif, he's the markets analyst for CMC Markets, APAC and Canada. Azim, thanks and thank you for your great insights this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Always appreciate it. Cheers. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.